0: Morning again, hey everybody again. Welcome to 17th Street. I realized right before I came up here for prayer, I had not have my microphone on, so I had to run down there. So I broke, broke a sweat running down the. Crowd. If I don't have it on, I can't walk around because then you won't be able to hear me. I gotta, I gotta have the, I gotta have the mic. Um, good morning, everyone again. Welcome to 17th Street. Hey, happy New Year. Hey, hey, well, you there, we're awake. Good. Somebody is. Well, good. So well, again, thank you guys for being here today. I really hope that saying is true for you that it's going to be a happy new year. I don't know. I know we kind of spent a lot of time last week reflecting on 2021, and maybe this week as we've continued on with that, you were able to reflect on a lot of happy memories, a lot of memories where you saw God move. But sadly, for a lot of us, we probably also reflected on unhappy memories and events and things happen. And Hopefully we're going to be able to move on from that um, to a new year. Church, I don't know about you guys, but I've always really enjoyed New I don't really know why. Actually, I do know why, so I'm going to tell you why. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed the new year. I feel like just growing up, you know, as a kid, I was always at a New Year's Eve party with the church or over at a friend's house, you know, watching the football games or something. And, um, I, I was looking at my phone, and all these memories were popping up over the weekend of all, all these things I've been to over the years and celebrations and all that stuff. And I've always just enjoyed the process of this fresh start this clean slate, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. I've I've just always really liked that. And so I know you're going to see in your bulletin something I feel like we're talking less and less about over the past few years, just in our culture, something I'm really noticing. And um, I find that interesting. I know many of you, probably this past week, started to set up these resolutions, or these goals, or ideas, or things you want to accomplish in 2022. I feel like that word resolution is slowly fading away. I've just noticed that in our culture. It might just be my observation, but you may have been starting to set up things you're wanting to do this next year. What I did the other day is I I sat down and I I got out my whiteboard and I was trying to think of what do I want to accomplish in 2022? What what, what do I want to accomplish for for Mike? Like, what do I want to do with me personally, me and my family, or, you know, in the church period? Like, what's my goal for me? And, And I was thinking these different ideas and I got really simple all the way down to one word just to let you in on my goals for 2022 one word came to mind and it was health it was the only thing that popped up and i said well yeah obvious mike you know we need to be more healthy but then you know me i, I take something and overcomplicate it. <laughs> and i took that word health and i'm like well, what do you mean by health michael well, my goal for 2022 20, um, 22 i'm just gonna say 22 um, is to be more healthy in a physical way an emotional or mental way and then a spiritual way And like i said it started simple and if you go in my office there's like a little chart that's been formed now and then I've got all these ways of things I want to do to be more healthy physically emotionally and mentally and then spiritually and these goals and now I've got points and bullets and it's it's now it's a mess it's a big old (laughs) big complicated scheme for me personally and so I started thinking about that what about you church what are goals or things you want to do in 2022 you know last week kind of like Jason said we spent the morning reflecting The whole goal of last week was for us to reflect, and I challenge you to do it through this week. Hopefully you did. If you didn't, it's okay. You can do it this week. Was to reflect back for the last 12 months and look at where you saw God move in your life. And the goal was, is whenever you saw him move, what are you going to do so you don't forget it? And I think this is an extremely important exercise. I'm going to tell you why. I sat down the other day, and I, I was starting to think about the ways I saw God move in my life. And other than maybe a few events and over the past few weeks, I struggled thinking of things earlier in the year. You know why? Because we don't have things set up to remind us of God moving in our lives. So one thing I'm doing, it's already started, Jenna's, she's copying me, copycat, is, uh, is I'm gonna start this for 22, I might make notes in my phone, but I've got this journal, every time there's an answered prayer, I'm just gonna write it down. Maybe it's small, big, it's gonna be my prayer, Answering journal. I'm not going to make requests in that that journal. It's only for when I see God move. And at the end of the year, I'm just going to look back and see how active He was in my life. I challenge you to do that, church. If you haven't done it, it's okay. Do it this week. But like I said, whenever we spend time reflecting, those aren't always happy memories. Some of us had to go through some dark, troubling things last year. Some things a lot of us would wish we would just forget. (laughs) That's why we're having today's conversation. Church, today, a lot of us, we need to learn to turn the page. We need to learn to turn the page. Look at the negative. Look at the bad. Look at the sin that held us in there. Not all bad events, by the way, are from our sins. Sometimes life just happens. We have to learn to move on from that scenario. But How are we going to take what happened to us, and how are we going to leave it in 2021? Church, what do you need to leave last year? Because there's things a lot of us struggled with. I know as I was reflecting, you know, one reason I chose the word health, and I look at how uh, my life was in those three different areas, and there's a lot of things I did that made me unhealthy in all those three categories. And so how am I going to leave that in last year? Church, how are you going to leave the things in last year? How are you going to literally turn the page? What are you going to do? Because here's my theory. I feel like there's times whenever we go through a rough season or a day or whatever, and we just feel like we're stuck. I feel like the car is in the mud. you have been stuck in the mud. My little car has been stuck in the mud a lot, okay? Because I, I, I treat it like it's a truck, and that's not a joke. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, it's a, I mean, you just feel like you're stuck in the mud, and we just can't get move on. It may not have been in 21, by the way. You may still feel like you've been stuck for something that happened 20 years ago, church. We just feel like we're stuck and we can't move on, and it's just like God's looking down at us, and he's just going, hey, you're forgiven. Move on. But we can't, we're just stuck. And some of us have got four tires stuck in four different areas, and we just need to work on one at a time, because eventually we can get traction and we can move on. Listen to this. This is the book of Psalm, um, chapter 103, starting in verse 6, says this. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Can we read that verse again? He does not, all, he does not treat us as our sins deserve, or repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him as far as the east is from the west as far as he's removed our transgressions from us as a father has compassion on his child so the Lord has compassion on all those who fear him for he knows how we are formed he remembers that we are dust The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it. and It is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from an everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness is with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules Overall, praise the Lord, you His angels, you His mighty ones who do His bidding, who obey His word. I love that passage. You're looking for something to read in 22? Open up Psalms. Great stuff in there. Love it. But you notice back there at verse 12, what it was saying? As far as the east is from the west. He's forgotten our translations. But yet we still feel like we're just stuck. And when we're stuck, we can't move forward. You know, it's the reason I chose those health things for me personally, because I, I, I truly believe this. We're not No one's perfect, first of all, but I truly believe someone that is unhealthy in those three areas, it's going to be very difficult to do the will of God. If you're not physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually healthy, it's going to be difficult for you to do what God wants you to do. It's the reason I've done those things. Church, what do you need to leave behind in 2021? What do you need to turn the page on? But let's take this a little bit deeper. I'm going to stick with this metaphor. How about not just do we turn the page of our, you know, iniquities, our troubles, the things that have kept us stuck this past year. What if in 2022, we literally started turning the pages? That's a bad term. There we go. Because for some of us, I, I, I bet in the room, I, I, would, I, I would, I would bet on this. I would say that if we went around the room and everyone was to share their goals for 22, I bet you a lot of people in the room probably said, get my Bible more, read scripture more, understand better. I feel like that's a big resolution for most of us, and there's nothing wrong with that. It should be. But how do we do that? One thing you're going to notice, church, especially in the first few months here of 2022, we're going to be focusing a lot on physically turning the pages during our Sunday morning service. We're going to really dive in deep into the word. And we're going to do lots of expository conversations over the next um, few months. And we're going to get serious about what God is trying to tell us. Because we're stuck in the mud. He's given us the tow truck. But we can't just pick up the phone and call. we? We struggle with that. Again, I love New Year's. I love this clean slate. I, I feel like I, I share this with Jenna like every year. She just looks at me. Um, it's like I feel like every year in school, like a new school year would happen. I don't know why. this Apparently this always happened in Mike's class. Tammy, maybe you did this. Uh, we'd get in and we'd sit down and the teacher would go, all right, class. You see this pretty white board? It's clean. There's nothing on it. It's a clean slate, just like your school year. You get to choose who you're going to be this school year. Church, what if God's looking at us like that? Who are you going to be in 2022? Are you going to be someone who's still stuck from 20 years ago? Or are you going to learn to turn page? Let's read a, Let's read a little bit today. Look at Second Corinthians chapter five, starting in verse 11. It says this: Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others what we are. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to command ourselves to you again, commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some may say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all And therefore all died and he did die for all and those who live no longer should live for themselves but for him who died for them and who was raised again now listen here so from now on we regard that no one from a worldly point of view though we once were regarded Christ in this way we do so no longer therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old is gone and the new Is here I didn't read that the way it was written notice the uh, punctuation let's say that again therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old is gone the new is here it's exciting all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciled the world himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, amen, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as through God we're making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. You hear what this is saying? If anyone who's in Christ, you are a new creation. You know that word, um, "kanos." it's used twice in the Second Corinthians passage. It means to be recently made new or fresh or unused, unworn. We see the same word used in Matthew when Jesus is talking about the wine skins um, all the way in chapter 9. It says, Neither do people pour new wine into old wine skins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, the wine skins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wine skins. Both are preserved. I feel like some of us are still stuck in the mud. You're going to get tired of me hearing me say that before we go home today. Some of us, we may have given our life over to Christ 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. But we're still not acting like a new creation. We're still acting stuck. It's just time to move on. I don't know about you, but I look in the mirror in the morning. I'm like, ooh, man. (laughs) Age is hitting. It's like, I don't know, 25 came in in more than one way. Um, I mean, it's just it's hitting. And Jenna's starting to pick out gray hairs, and she's making fun of me. Our time is limited, church. Are you acting like you're new? Or are you still stuck in the mud? Let's use this year to turn the page. Let's go back to Psalm. I'm loving Psalms this week. Chapter 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pits, out of the mud and the mirror. He set my feet on the rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. David's still stuck in the mud. You know, you may, you may have heard, there's this theologian, his name's Matthew Henry. He wrote a lot of books and commentaries. This is what he said about this passage. He said, it should seem that David penned this psalm upon occasion of his deliverance. By the power and goodness of God, for some great pressing trouble by which he was in danger of being overwhelmed. You know, last week we talked about setting up Ebenezer's. Remember, things that remind us of the goodness God is up. It's like David just wrote songs. We still read about them today. You ever notice that? Have you set your things up? Or do we still feel like we're just stuck in the mud, church? If you're getting annoyed at me saying that. Maybe it's because you're still there. <laughs> tires are spinning. Church, let, let's get serious this year. Let's turn the page. Let's do it. Let's turn the page. You know, learning to do something new is very difficult, isn't it? You hear different studies. What they say is like 21 times the new habit. I don't even know if that's true. That's what they say. Or something like that. Or 21, 31. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm like the world's worst at starting something new and they were finishing it. Remember my box of knickknacks I talked about last week. There you go. I mean, it's just uh, it's just one of my things that I do. And there's there's all these things I do. Well, church, this year, even if you've been a believer for your whole life, if you're still not serious about getting in the Word, make 2022 the year we get serious about using God's best method. Okay? Even if you are a great Bible reader, studier, knowledge, understanding, you have this great system, it could be better. And if you're here today, and like I said, you're looking for a way to get better, to literally start turning the pages, that's what we're going to do. So I've got some suggestions. I've got some tips. Today's sermon is kind of a transition period. You know, last week and this week, we're trying to transition out of 2021 into 2022, and the next week is we're going to get deep into the Word. We're going to start a seven-week study through the book of Proverbs starting next week. I mentioned that the other day. I'm really excited about this because what's a better way to open up a new year than reading nothing about wisdom and direction? the book of Proverbs, you know, mainly written by Solomon who asked for wisdom and God granted it to him. Other than Jesus, the wisest man ever walked the earth. And what's a better way to learn from him? We're going to start all about that next week. But church, how about you here today who wants to learn to start turning the pages? Here's some suggestions. If you are struggling right now getting into your word, here's some tips. Every single time I talk about reading our Bible, I say this. And you've probably heard me say it five times in the year, and a couple months I've been here. Start small. It is the biggest tip on how to get serious about reading your Bible. What do you mean, Mike? What do you mean, start small? Literally, do not sit down and come up with this huge, complicated plan, like what I did for my year about how you're going to read more Scripture, because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Someone, it's like we try to it's like when it comes to the Bible, we we try to dive into the deep end and we don't even know how to swim, and we're <laughs> we get there for a little bit, and by like week two, we drown. I, that's what I've noticed so much is we we don't start small enough. Personally, you may completely disagree with me on this. I'm not a big fan of Bible reading plans. I don't like them. And here's why. It's because we feel like we have to stick so strictly to that schedule. Maybe some of you have a goal to read the Bible in a year. That's a great goal. Nothing against that at all. But these plans, it's like you do this daily reading. And then you miss a day. Something popped up. Okay. Well, okay, I'll catch up tomorrow. Oh, that was a little, more, a little bit more reading. Oh, I'll catch up next week. And before you know it, you've got this huge section, and then what do you do? You just quit because you can't keep up. Maybe start small, church. You want to get serious about getting into the Word this year. Start small. You know, some of us, we feel like we have to read for an hour and a commentary for half an hour and then another book for an hour in order to really get what God's saying. You now, for some of us, five minutes a day, just a couple days a week is more than what you were doing, and you'll get blessings from that and grow from it. Start small. If you need some resources, I've got a comment here on every book in the Bible in my office. Come borrow one. If, you, if you're a little bit beyond just you know, five minutes a day. I'm, I meant to put this in your bulletin, but I forgot. I just want to give you resources, church. I want, I want to be a resource to you in getting into your word. I mean, if you like videos, go to YouTube. Write this down. It's called Bible Project. Go a Bible Project. They've got a YouTube channel, and they show all these really great overviews of the books of the Bible, all of them. I love them. Like an eight-minute video walks through this entire book, and then you go read it, and you actually understand what you're reading. Great if you're struggling with reading. Start small. Number two, we're getting really practical today. Use a hard copy. I like, that's not in the word. Use a hard copy. I, I may offend somebody. I'm sorry. In my opinion, one of the reasons people, my generation and those below me, I'm a millennial, and the Gen Zs below me. I think one of the biggest reasons we're struggling with getting into the Word is because all we do is we put the app on our phone and we say, I've got my Bible, Never use it. Now, listen, I'm not against the app on the phone. I use mine all the time for references and stuff. But we do that, and it keeps us from ever using it. You know, there, there's so many studies out there that says when you read from a hard copy, you, you get more, you learn more. When you did, Mom, Mom bought a Kindle a few years ago, and she hated it because she couldn't smell the paper. I think that's kind of weird. But um, anyway, uh, uh, we get more. I know it sounds practical, but try it. If you're struggling with your Bible, give it a shot. But this one, this one I'm excited about. Memorization. You know what happened to Jesus whenever he was being tempted by Satan? He didn't, you know, hit him with a sword lightning in his fingers. He didn't do any of that. What does he do? He quotes scripture. And you know, a lot of us, I was really thinking about this. And I thought this was so interesting about my life growing up. You know, in Sunday school, we, you do memory verses and memory work. It's almost like as soon as you get to middle school, that goes out the window. And it really goes out the window whenever you become an adult. Why? It's interesting, isn't it? I'm, I, just, I It really just kind of hit me this week. What if we started to memorize? What if, what if that was a, that's a big goal for me, by the way, in twenty twenty two, is to do lots more memorization. Because I know the passages I read a lot. Not all of them, not all the different ones. The ones that are in there that sneak around. What you're going to notice in the bottom of your bulletin every single week this year, there's going to be a memory verse. Mike, I don't know how to start memorizing Scripture. There you go. There's going to be one verse in your bulletin every single week. And I'm going to ask you the next Sunday, you know your memory verse? And at the end of the year, we're going to see how much Bible we can memorize, church. Because you know why? Deuteronomy, we we read this last week, chapter 11. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. I think he wants us to remember what we're reading. Let's do it. Number four. This year, reading community. Reading community. Well, Mike, I don't know how to do that. What do you mean? Here's an example. First of all, come to Wednesday night Bible study. And once you're here, is that next week I'm going to start giving everyone hey, this is what we're going to be reading next week. Read it. That way when you come back, we talk about it. You Grasp it so much more. We're going to learn. I don't really do a lot of that right now, but we're going to start doing it. Like I don't know where to read. I'm going to tell you what to read. And then when we gather, we're going to talk. Do it in community. I don't know, maybe some of you have your little prayer groups you meet and you already read. That's great. Keep doing that. But that's something I want to start doing more as a church, is we're going to read in community. It helps you grasp things. Like I said, I'm keeping things simple in the church. Number five, remember the why. Why are we actually turning the pages? It's not to be better at trivia. It's not to be better at, you know, just to look smart. It's not to where you can just rattle of scripture and hear the wheels. We read to understand God. Scripture tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed. It came from the heart of God. We read to understand God. We read to get closer to God. We read to sharpen our skills with the best weapon He's given us. Proverbs chapter 30 says, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all ends of the earth? What is His name? What is his name, oh, the Son? You surely you know. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Do not add to His words, or He will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Maybe some of us are stuck from last year. Maybe some of us are stuck from ten years ago. Maybe it's because we're not using the right tools to get out of it. I know this may sound like a very basic sermon. He told us to read out a hard copy and do some memory work. We'll <laughs> do it. I mean, it's like if I, if your car was stuck in the mud and I show up with my Mazda, you're just gonna laugh. I ain't gonna help you. Cow, get the big truck out here. Come help, help me. Out. God's given us the tools, church. This year, 2022, you're gonna turn the page. Let's do it together. Father God, forgive us for not using Your Word. Forgive us for not uh, training ourselves with the best weapon You've given us. God, I'm sorry. This is for my personal life. I'm sorry. God, help us this year to get serious about your word. help us to get into your word so you can get into us. Forgive us. But God, also, those who are here today who feel like they've just been stuck for a month, a year, or a decade, help them to turn the page so we can enjoy your glory and we can do your work. God, help us get out of it. God, thank you for listening to us. Again. I say this in your son's name.